This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 10, and today we're talking about books released on July 14th, 2015. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow well-redhead, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello, Rebecca. Hello there. It's time to do this again. It is. We're back in our treehouse. Yes. I have lots of words to say, and I hope I say them in the correct order this time. I will be here on my podcast advertiser supporting horse to rescue you if you need it. You know how they have like those shirts that you put on dogs and cats, like those thunder shirts Uh for like when there's loud noises? I need one of those for podcasting. (laughs) Like I need to put one of those on and just like calm down and be less nervous. (laughs) I could just hug you. (laughs) It would work if we were in the same room. Did I just ruin the magic? No. (laughs) I think the people know. The people know. Uh, Maybe a thing that the people don't know, but that I'm really excited to tell them. Um, Last week, we got to tell y'all that Margaret Atwood was going to speak at Book Riot Live. And this week, we have gotten to announce that Roberta Kaplan, who is the attorney that legislated the case that brought down the Defense of Marriage Act, um, which is a thing that we are all very excited about at Book Riot, um, that is one of the defining civil rights victories of our time. Um, you know, and that you know led to marriage equality. Uh, Roberta Kaplan has a book coming out this fall called And Then Comes Marriage, all about litigating that case. And she will be speaking at Book Riot Live as well. I just think this is so fancy and exciting. I'm really looking so forward uh, to hearing what she has to say and to having her at a Book Riot thing. Like, it turned out that she knew what Book Riot was. That's cool. And that was really exciting. Uh, so if you want to hang with us and watch us do this show live, maybe I'll hug you through the whole recording then. You might have to. If you want to meet Margaret Atwood, if you want to see Roberta Kaplan speak, if you'd like to see Beverly Jenkins or Sarah McLean or Daniel Jose Older or Danielle Henderson, who is a wonderful writer and the creator of the feminist Ryan Gosling meme from Tumblr, and they are among the people who will be speaking at the event, go to bookriotlive.com to get your tickets and use the code MORECATS at checkout to save $20. Before I start, I want to mention another Book Riot-related thing. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about this book in the newsletter this week, but I want to say happy pub day to one of our fellow rioters, Sarah McCary. Yes. About a girl is out today. It's the third book in her trilogy and she's fantastic. Good job, Sarah. Yay for Sarah. Confetti cannons, kitten parade, all that great stuff. Wait, kitten parade. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) I'm allergic to cats and even I want to watch a kitten parade. Oh, that's so terrible. I'm really going to have to go at myself with the lint rollers before (laughs) I come hang out with you. We'll have a puppy parade. It'll be fine. Oh, that'll work. Yeah. (laughs) Want to talk books? Yeah, let's talk books. So the first book that I'm going to talk about today is called The Blue Girl by Lori Foos. And this book is being published by Coffeehouse Press. I've probably said this before, but I love them. Love, love the indie presses. Love Coffeehouse Press. Uh, I just quickly want to say 
that also today they're republishing this great book called Genoa by Paul Metcalf. He was the great grandson of Herman Melville, and it's a really fascinating novel. But today, Lori Foose is going to talk about her. Um, I read her first novel, Ex Utero, a long time ago. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I don't think so. You're always telling me about things I don't know <laughs> well, It's about this woman who's at the mall, and she loses her uterus. Like oh, you do. what? It, it, like, it happens, yeah. Does she it disappear or, it. like, fall yeah. out? <laughs> no, she has it in her bag, and she misplaces it. So now it's like she's on the news, and everyone's trying to help her find it. It's completely insane. It is completely <laughs> insane. And all of her stuff since then is strange and wonderful, as is the blue girl. It's so, so wonderful. And it starts with these three women who each have a daughter and a son, and they live in this town. It's summertime. It's the end of the summer. Uh, They live in, like, this uh, vacation town where there's a lot of summer people, and they themselves are townies. And um, there's this rumor of a blue girl that has been floating around town. But, you know, kids are talking, but they just think, like, oh, it's... It's a rumor, and then one day, these women and their daughters are at the at the lake, and they see this blue girl. She's she's literally blue. She's, she's just like, like a normal girl, but she's, she's blue. She's blue. And she's swimming in the lake, and she starts to drown. And one of their daughters swims out and rescues her. Now, okay. like, no one knows who she is or where she came from. She doesn't speak, but they take her home, and, you know, she's fine. And um, as the fall starts and the kids are off to school, the women decide... It's just go with me here. They decide to start baking their secrets inside of moon pies. Do you know okay. what a moon pie is? I do know what a moon pie is. Yeah, like for those people who don't know, it's like a really awesome like cake burger. It's like two chocolate <laughs> chocolate cookie thing. It looks like a hamburger, but it's like dessert. You know. Anyway, they start baking their secrets into these moon pies, and they bring them to the blue girl where she lives in the woods, and they feed them to her. So they she eats their secrets in moon she pies. Eats their secrets, yeah. Um, and each section is narrated by one of the women or girls. Um, and as the novel goes on, you learn like how unhappy they are, um, and the secrets that they're keeping from each other. And it's so cool and interesting. Um, and even like, sometimes you're like, what is even happening? But you can just go with it because her writing is so fantastic. So, um, I also learned something that, that I've been, I've been living a lie. I thought that moon pies and whoopie pies, which are, Something mm-hmm. that we have here in Maine. I thought they were the same thing, but they are not. Wikipedia tells me that they are two different desserts. So, uh, like, that was really important that I share that. <laughs> I just learned last night that quiche and frittata are not the same thing. So, oh, see, <laughs> we're learning our foods. Um, also, the blue girl in my head, like, she was the diva from The Fifth Element. Have you oh, ever seen The Fifth yes. Element? Yeah, it just kept making me think of her. But anyway, this book is bonkers. And I loved it, and that's The Blue Girl by Lori Foos. We've covered so much ground, and we are in the first five minutes of this show still. <laughs> We're all over the place. Like, uteruses, uteri, uteri and moon pie, that's what we're doing. Uh, we yeah, should do... that's our new t-shirt. <laughs> we should do our first sponsor before I do my first pick. Okay, let me, uh, let me ready myself here. So today's first sponsor is, once again, Scribd. Scribd is a subscription book service that gives you unlimited access to a library of more than half a million ebooks, audiobooks, and comics. Just about anything you want to try out, you can try it at Scribd. So if you go to Scribd, it's S C R I B D dot com slash book riot, you'll get started with a free month. After that, it's only $8.99 a month. Uh, just $8.99, and you get unlimited access to ebooks, audiobooks, and comics. They have stuff from major houses like HarperCollins, Simon and Schuster. Uh, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, as well as innovative small presses like McSweeney's, Counterpoint, Tin House, and so many more. 
And they've worked with all these publishers to come up with curated reading lists. And you can poke around forever on the Scribd app. And you can look at these lists by theme, by topic, uh, by whatever, and build a reading list. And as you go, you'll be able to rate the books. And then Scribd will recommend you books based not only on what you did like, but also what you didn't like. So it will pay attention to what you're reading and what you're rating. So if you give a book about people who love to go hot air ballooning with raccoons, just one star, they're probably not going to recommend any more books about people who like to go hot air ballooning with raccoons. Um, maybe a book about jet skiing with gophers, but definitely not hot air balloons with raccoons. Scribd makes it so easy to test out different kinds of books, there's absolutely no risk because you've already paid what you're going to pay, so just have at it. You can check things out and try something new. To get started, you go to scribd.com slash bookriot to get a free month and go wild. There's also, if I'm not mistaken, we have a list. We do have a list. Of our favorite titles that are also available on Scribd. Yes. And I've been asking people to give me audiobook recommendations because I've never listened to an audiobook and people have been commenting and being so helpful. But I just remembered, I think that Belki Bartokamus narrates some audiobooks. So I think I'm going to look up one of those and see which one is available on Scribd because that is going to be fun. Bronson Pincho. Yes. He does. He. I have seen his name as the narrator of audiobooks. I guess it probably doesn't even matter what the book is. You're just going to no. l- listen to him yeah. for a few hours. One of you listeners, and I'm so sorry, I favorited the tweet and then I lost track of it before this show. Also let us know that um, H's for Hawk by Helen McDonald, which was one of my favorite books of the year so far from our halftime show a couple of weeks ago, that um, the ebook is available on Scribd, but so is the audiobook, which is read by the author. And you listener that I so appreciate whose name I am so sorry that I have forgotten uh, let us know that the audiobook was really, really wonderful. So maybe that's a place for you to start. It is. I kind of want to listen to a book that I haven't read before. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. also curious if people listen to books that they've already read, like in physical form. We're like gonna. That's a thing. We're gonna do that in my house in a couple weeks. Um, well, I'm gonna be re-reading via audiobook. Um, Bob hasn't read The Martian yet, and <gasps> we, we are going on a road trip in a couple weeks. And we were looking for like, there's not much overlap in our reading terrain, so we're always like looking for something that has a little genre, but that'll be a really engaging story to listen to while we're on the road together. And uh, I was like, well, you're gonna have you have to have this book in your brain before we go see the movie in the fall, and I'm not gonna like not go see the movie on opening day um and he was like but it's not it's like 20 books down in my very strategic tbr <laughs> pile <laughs> oh <laughs> he has that's an, awesome there's an order to things um, oh, so yeah. I, i'm circumventing the order to bob's things with the martian audiobook so it will be a reread for me i think some people do it oh and i redid um when women were birds by terry tempest williams i just listened to that on audio like once a month <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's so good. She reads it and it's so one I mean, you know, because we were there together. She's such a wonderful yes, reader. She is. Anyway. So that was that was Scribd. Thank you to Scribd. And now you're going to tell us about possibly the most important book of the year. I think so. And we can discuss together because I know that you uh, loved and appreciate this one as well. Between the World and Me by ta Coates is out this week. Um, if you are paying attention to race and politics online, you are... Almost, there's almost no way you could not be familiar with Coates's writing. Um, he's at the Atlantic. He's on Twitter. He does all sorts of wonderful work. And this is uh, this book was supposed to come out this fall, but the publisher decided to release it sooner because of um, the shootings in Charleston and what's been going on with the conversation about uh, racism and civil rights. So this is between the world and me. It's a letter that Coates has written to his 15 year old son 
about the story of race in America, but through the lens of his own life and experiences, and also the lives and experiences of black men and women who came before him. This is pointed, it's poignant, it's sad, it's angry, it's inspiring, it is so smart. Um, Coates talks about how America was and still is built on the subjugation of black bodies and how the history of slavery and of racism is inextricable from the way that the country was founded and the way that the country still runs. Um, so he really provides a new frame for understanding what we're talking about when we talk about structural and institutional racism. Toni Morrison called it required reading. Um, if that is not enough for you, I don't know what could be. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with her. I've read this book twice. Um, I'm probably going to keep reading it again and again. There are um, so many beautiful sentences, so many difficult truths, um, such bravery in the way that Coates exposes his own life and his thoughts in a, in a very raw, we use unflinching a lot when we talk about memoir and when we talk about political writing, but I think in this case, it's absolutely warranted. Uh, this is, it's a really, really remarkable book. It's, it's rather short. You can read it in a few sittings, but there's so much to chew on and to ponder. Um, if you are not a black American, if you are a, a white American like me, especially, it's uh, a, a very important perspective to pay more attention to and to try to understand as much as we can. Um, yeah, by far, I, I, I don't know that we're going to come up with a more important book this year. I don't think so. It's one of those books that you start out and you're like, I'm going to underline that. Yeah. And I'm going to underline that. And then you just give up because you're like, I'm just underlining the entire book. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's so fantastic. And I'm so glad that they that they moved it up. Yeah, it's very timely, very resonant, very important. Yeah, I think it should be required reading. Um, we know a lot of you listening to the show are also teachers and librarians. And I would say this is a thing to bring into this is a book to bring into your classrooms. These are ideas um, to make accessible to your students, um, especially if you have like older high school or college students. This is these are stories that we should be talking about in the way that Coates is talking about them. Um, it's man, so good. Uh, that's between the world and me. I'm going to talk about something completely different now. Okay, completely different. But this book is lots of fun. It's called The Watchmaker of Filigree Street by Natasha Pulley. It has this super awesome cover, like all these watch gears and all this stuff. Um, this should tickle the fancy of people who like books about Victorian England, Sherlock Holmes, steampunk, supernatural, whole bunch of fancies taken care of right there. Uh, it takes place in 1883. About this, It's about this guy named Daniel Stapleton, and he works as a telegraphist in London's home office. And one day he comes home from work, and there's this mysterious watch laying on his pillow. And he doesn't know where it came from. But he likes it. It's pretty cool. So he keeps it on him. And six months later, the watch happens to save his life when someone blows up Scotland Yard. Whoa. Yeah. Boom. So now this watch is really special. So he hunts down the watch's maker. And it leads him to Kita Mori, who is a Japanese immigrant who can remember the future. And uh, things start to, uh, to change. Uh, Mori changes things in the favor of Thaniel. I, ca I can't speak that sentence very well. <laughs> he changes things so that everything works out for Thaniel. Okay. And uh, as we've learned from a million things, we all know how well meddling with the future goes. You know, so it's just, 
things don't go so great. Um, it kind of it kind of made me think of Angel Maker by Ooh, Nick Parkaway. Yes, but it was like it was like a little like Angel Maker set in Victorian England. Okay, um, it might have just been the the clock and the watch pieces. I don't know, but it's just this crazy fantastical ride through destiny and time, and it is great, great fun. It is for people who like fun. <laughs> Everybody likes fun, Liberty. I know. I want to talk to somebody who doesn't. Send us an email. Actually, yeah. no, I don't want any emails from people who don't <laughs> like fun. I would like to know what that's like. <laughs> Keep those to yourself. Uh, my next pick this week is probably the most talked about book release of the year. It's Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee. I have not read this book because no one has read this book. Um, or like three people have read it and they all had to sign their lives away to HarperCollins in order to do so. But this is the long wondered about, rumored, wished for, and worried over, uh, I guess, sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, it's set in Makeham. It's 20 years after the events of To Kill a Mockingbird, and Scout is returning uh, back to the town to see Atticus, to see her father, um, to reflect on their life and their relationship and the town and the experiences that have shaped them. Um, if you have been under a rock in publishing this year and haven't heard that there's a new Harper Lee book coming out, the story goes that she wrote this in 1959, that this was the original manuscript that Harper Lee first turned into an editor ever, and that the editor at the time said, okay, well, these characters are interesting, but... I'd really I want to know what happened 20 years before. Um, and so she Lee went back and she wrote the story that we now know as To Kill a Mockingbird. So this is like the prototype for To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, under some strange circumstances, the manuscript was either discovered last year, as we were all told in February, or was maybe actually discovered in 2011 as some stories that came out this week, like this whole Harper Lee lost book story just gets stranger and stranger. Um, so it was recently found and, and now it is being published. We don't really know what Harper Lee actually thinks about it because uh, all of her communications come through a spokesperson. So you can fall anywhere on the spectrum from like totally excited to totally skeptical and find evidence to back up your point there. Um, but needless to say, publishing will be a buzz uh, on the day that this show drops and on the day that Ghost Set a Watchman comes out uh, to see what Scout and Atticus are up to 20 years after To Kill a Mockingbird, to see what this book that Lee wrote originally is like. Um, I'm interested. I am at this point, I am more interested in what happens with the book than I am in what happens in the book. <laughs> like, yeah. the whole story around it is just fascinating and uh Man, this was the so this has been HarperCollins most pre ordered book of all time. And it was the most pre ordered print book of the year so far from Amazon where gray by uh, E.L. James, the new 50 shades of gray um, was the most pre ordered ebook of the year by Amazon so far, um, or at Amazon so far. So that gives you like, mm, tons of people are going to be reading this book and talking about it. Uh, that's go set a watchman and it's by Harper Lee. I like to imagine that she's just sitting back in her room at the home and she's just laughing and laughing and dance mortals, <laughs> you know, just like she's getting a kick out of all of these people running around trying to solve all these mysteries. I hope that Harper Lee is actually masterminding the whole thing. Um, yeah. But I don't know how real that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's going to be something on PBS, I think, of a video that they shot with her like an interview yeah there's gonna be something day. i want like a full hour-long barbara walters tell-all harper lee interview special 
where Barbara Walters starts crying at the end. Yeah, <laughs> Harper Lee makes Barbara Walters cry. Yeah, twist. That's the big twist. <laughs> What's up next for you? My next book is called All This Life by Joshua Moore. I'm very, very, very excited about this book because I've loved his previous books. He's published a couple with $2 Radio. You know how I'm a big fan of $2 Radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm a big fan of Soft Skull Press, who is publishing this book. Um, I'm just going to keep pitching all kinds of other things today. Sure. So I just want to mention that Soft Skull Press also just published a book that I absolutely loved called The Last Days of Radio by Jeremy Hawkins. It really scratches that clerk's black books itch. So if you like surly retail people, definitely check out Last Days of Video. But back to Joshua's book. Um, this is easily his best book yet. Uh, his And novels do not get much more contemporary than this. It is about a boy named Jake and his father who happen to be on the Golden Gate Bridge one day when this terrible event takes place. And they manage to capture it on video. And then they upload the video to the internet where it is viewed like a gazillion times. And it kind of shows you how Jake was really unprepared to deal with the fallout from uploading that video. Just like all the repercussions of, of putting such a thing, you know, out there for everyone to see. And then meanwhile, there's a woman named Sarah in Arizona who is trying to escape her unwanted fame. Uh, her boyfriend, nice guy that he is, has uploaded their intimate sex tape to the internet Ooh. without her permission. And things turn really ugly for her. Um, and she runs away she goes on the run with an ex-boyfriend and she's just trying to get away from the internet trolls who are trying to shame her and ruin her life um they meet up with her ex-boyfriend rodney's mother who is having internet problems of her own she has entered into a relationship with a man who is not who he said he was online and his online profile does not uh, match up he's he turns out to be quite dangerous um it's really just this amazing novel about how lives are changed every day now at the click of a button and the ramifications of being able to make those snap decisions and judgments. Um, it's also a really great look at flawed humans reaching out to one another in the electronic age. So that's called All This Life by Joshua Moore. Cool. Uh, before my next pick, we have our next sponsor to get to. Um, Men by Kim Thuy is back this week. This is a story about a Vietnamese woman named Men who has three mothers, uh, the one who gave birth to her during wartime, the nun who plucked her from a vegetable garden, and her beloved mama who becomes a spy to survive. Um, seeking security for Man, her mama finds her a husband. who He's a lonely Vietnamese restaurateur who lives in Montreal. Um, and so Man must go to live in Montreal. She's thrown into a new world there and discovers that she has a natural talent as a chef. Um, As she practices her art and hones the craft of cooking um, with food as her medium, she figures out that she is creating dishes that are actually more than just sustenance for the body. They are able to evoke memory and emotion, time and place, and they even bring her customers to tears. Um, I had a really good chicken biscuit yesterday, and that's probably the closest (laughs) that I have ever come to crying into my food. Um, This is a story that I can totally relate to. Um, Man is a mystery. Her name means perfect fulfillment, but she and her husband seem to just sort of drift along together. They're respectful, and it's like a marriage of duty primarily um but then she encounters a married chef in paris and everything changes in the instant of a fleeting touch and she then discovers the all-encompassing obsession and ever-present dangers of a love affair 
Uh, Man was selected by Barnes and Noble for their Discover pick, which is a big deal. Um, only a few books every year get that honor, and they get tons of publicity and special shelving in the stores, and lots of you know visibility and introduction to readers who probably um, or may not have heard of them before. In Canada, Kim Twee has won just about every major award that there is, including the Governor General's Award for Best Fiction Book, uh, and her debut novel Rue, which you told me last week you. Um, have bought but haven't read yet as is our way yes. here um one <laughs> rue won canada reads this past year which is a program that selects one book that all of canada should be reading uh, so uh, this is a very well-known and respected writer from canada that now we are um, i'm really glad we're getting to hear more about her work in the united states man is spelled m-a-n just like it sounds there's a tilde over the a uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, I know a couple of you uh, tweeted me last week that you bought it after hearing about it. You can find Man wherever books are sold, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Okay, my next pick, I'm so excited. Uh, almost, I know, I know you loved this one too. Um, almost Famous Women by Megan Mayhew Bergman is a collection of short stories that came out last year, and this week it is out in paperback with... Such a gorgeous cover. Um, the hardcover artwork was beautiful. The paperback artwork is totally different and also beautiful. And Megan says that it glitters. So I'm totally sold. Um, full disclosure, Megan is a friend. Her book is great anyway. Um, these are imagined stories about real women whose lives were adjacent to fame in some way. Um, either they were briefly famous and then their star burned out, or they tried and tried but never quite got famous, or their life was just close to someone who was famous. Uh, it opens with a story about conjoined twin sisters who were a circus act but now work as baggers at a small town grocery store and go home every night to the trailer that they share together. Um, you can imagine what it would be like to be uh, a conjoined twin working in a small town grocery store and the kinds of things that people might say to you, the kinds of humiliations that you might endure, and then what it's like to try to date and have a normal life uh, living in a trailer with your twin sister who is attached to you. Um, Megan does that really beautifully and very humanely. There's a story about Lord Byron's illegitimate daughter, uh, one about Oscar Wilde's niece. Uh, some of these are stories about women that maybe we've heard of or we've heard of the famous person that their life was adjacent to. And some of these are stories about women that that probably wouldn't have been in the spotlight in any other way, but Megan became fascinated with them. And she spent uh, a long time reading into uh, all these women's lives and then imagining stories for them. There's such a variety of experience, of strength, of successes, of struggles, of uh, uh, all of the different pieces that come together to make a woman's life um, you know, subtle thoughts about sexuality, about our relationships with our family and our friends. I just, I just really, really loved this collection. Um, it hangs together very nicely. Sometimes it's iffy when you've got a themed story collection, uh, but this just hangs together really beautifully. And I found after each story that I was Googling madly to figure out who this woman really was and what else I could learn about her lives, her life and the lives of the rest of the women. It's totally fascinating. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Oh, and that was almost ooh. famous women. Yes, I love the cover. They're so different. The two covers. They are. Like, it's they really couldn't like, be much more different, but they're yeah, both the, equally awesome. The hardcover has that like old vintagey circus performer kind of feel. Like there are women on trapezes flying across it, and the new one is 
like orange and silver and glittery and it's, it's so great yeah all right it's already time to tell you about my last book oh we're almost there again i know it keeps happening <laughs> Uh, the last book I'm going to tell you about is called Show and Prove by Sophia Quintero. Uh, this is a YA novel about two teenage friends growing up in the South Bronx in 1983. It's told in alternating chapters between the two friends. Um, they're spending their summer together as camp counselors, which they've done in the past, but they've kind of drifted apart, and it's really starting to show. Um, one of them is named Smiles. Well, his nickname is Smiles. And he's dealing with the recent loss of his mother, um, he is, his new fascination is with black activists, and he spends a lot of time talking to the guys on his stoop who tell him about Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam. Uh, he also now attends a fancy private school on scholarship, which sets him even further apart from his friend Nike. Uh, Nike lives with his mother and sister in an apartment uh, without a father. Uh, he really wants to be a famous breakdancer and a rapper. And he hopes to win this big breakdancing competition that's taking place that summer. Um, unfortunately, he's dealing with problems like poverty. He's, he's trying to give his mother money. His mother doesn't work. Um, as well as some problems that he's encountered with the local hoods. Um, but Show and Prove is just a really great look at that time period. And it hits on serious subjects like poverty and drug addiction. Um, it's, it's urban realism, sort of like Walter Dean Myers, if you've ever read mm -hmm. him. Um, it's really great. Um, and you know that I would not relive my childhood for anything, like, at all. But this book made me really happy. Like, there's so much pop culture from that era. Um, all the Run DMC lyrics and the Fab Five Freddy references and all the street lingo. I just absolutely loved it. We really need more diverse YA like this. So, school librarians, please take note. This is a book that you should have on your shelves. It's called Show and Prove by Sophia Quintero. That sounds so awesome. It's fantastic. Really. It's, it's also very funny. Like, it, it sounds kind of like, uh, but it is quite funny. I'm glad to hear it. And I love it every week when people tweet us about how their TBR lists are exploding, because I want to be like, I know, because my TBR list is exploding, too, as we do this. Um, my final pick this week is Smoke Jumper by Jason A. Ramos. He uh, was one of, um, was or is one of America's most elite airborne firefighters. These are the men and women who jump out of helicopters and into fires, uh, where the only way to fight the fire is to be right there on the ground in the middle of it. Uh, he started as a 17-year-old volunteer firefighter and worked his way up into this elite position. And this is the memoir of how he did that, but also of what it's like to have that job. Um, I haven't read this book yet. It's been on my radar, and I'm looking forward to buying it on Tuesday. I love memoirs about unusual careers, about like jobs that only a few people have, but that everyone wonders about. And I just think this is going to be so interesting. Like, how do you get yourself ramped up and excited to jump out? It's like the most counterintuitive thing ever to jump out of a helicopter and into the middle of a fire um, and to do it over and over and over. Um, to risk your life along with the men and women that you work with to save nature and to save the people who live around where those fires are. Um, it's getting great early buzz and I've had my eye on it for a bit. So I'm really looking forward to getting the whole story. I hope Jason Ramos does a whole bunch of interviews. I'm just super fascinated. Um, I have now said fascinated like 400 times on this episode. Okay. So if you're doing all the books bingo, you've probably won <laughs> a few times over by now. <laughs> Uh, this sounds like it would be a really good companion book or like book to read if you really loved a fire season. Did you ever read I that one about no. the guy that lived in the fire tower? 
uh, for a year no. and like checked out the mountains. Yeah, that was a fantastic book. Did we, did I say fantastic too? <laughs> <laughs> it's catching. It is. <laughs> Quick, uh, tell me what you're going to read next. So that's Smoke Jumper by Jason Ramos. And next I am going into the backlist. I'm reading Dancer by Colin McCann. Ooh. I have just started. I'm doing this thing this summer with a friend where we're being summer reading pen pals and we're emailing each other reading recommendations. And uh, Dancer was his first pick for me. So I'm I'm about like a third of the way into it, maybe not quite that far. Um, it begins in Russia in uh, during World War II. It's about a young boy who becomes, uh, I think, becomes a famous ballet dancer. I'm just at the part where he's learning to dance now. Um, the writing is enchanting. It just like knocked me out from page one. Uh, so that's where my face will be for a couple of days is in the middle of dancer. What about you? Well, it's perfect timing because I think that they have or are just about to release a 10th anniversary edition. Oh, cool. Of Dancer. Um, I'm going to be reading something called The Prophets of the Eternal Fjord by Kim Lane. Line? I'm not sure I'm pronouncing their name correctly. It's L-E-I-N-E. Uh, it is a translated work. The description of it tells me that it is an award-winning, internationally best-selling saga of a Greenlandic community torn apart by the forces of colonialism and the one priest whose wavering guidance will determine its fate. Cool. It takes place in 1795. There's boats. There's colonialism. Katie from Live Right tells me that I'm going to think it's so rad. So I'm ready for this. It's a big book, but I'm ready. Katie can be trusted. Yeah, absolutely. Love Live Right. <laughs> That's our show this week. That is. We did it again. Yes. Uh, thanks again. I still want a thunder shirt. <laughs> I'm still going to be your thunder shirt, Liberty. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again to our sponsors this week. You can go to scribd.com slash book riot to get your free month long trial at Scribd. Hit us up. If you do, let us know about the audiobooks you listen to so that Liberty can get your recommendations and let us know if you're looking for a recommendation of something to read or listen to at Scribd. We have got you covered. Um, thank you also to Man by Kim Twee. That's T-H-U-Y for sponsoring this week. Don't forget, you can use the code MORECATS at bookriotlive.com to save $20 on your Book Riot Live registration. We are so looking forward to meeting a bunch of you in New York in November. If you want to drop us a line, you can do that at all the books at bookriot.com. If you're wondering why we didn't talk about a book that's out this week that you loved, don't worry. We probably didn't hate it. It's just that there are so many books that come out every week that most weeks we're going to talk about way fewer books than we're not going to talk about. Don't take it personally. Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at Rebecca Shinsky, S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. Liberty is at Miss Liberty. And if you've got a minute and you like the show, please, please give us a rating or a review on iTunes. It helps us know how we're doing and it also makes the show um, more discoverable for other people who are looking to learn about books and join us in our toppling TBR piles. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, we do not have the time. But you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books. And there's also a link to sign up for our weekly new release newsletter in which I talk about more titles out today. And that's it. Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs>